So in this lesson, we're gonna show you a basic method for getting book to appear on TV or YouTube. Now, these methods that we're about to show you have resulted in coverage in pretty much all of the major morning shows, tons of late night shows, financial channels, YouTube channels, countless local TV stations. Getting on TV is actually pretty easy, and what we're gonna show you is the, is the main method that we use. So the first phase is to prepare your pitch. Now, step one is identify where you want coverage and why. So make a list of all the TV or YouTube shows that you'd wanna be on. This should have been done in your marketing plan. Now, generally speaking, you should keep this list very small. Start with two, maybe four shows. Again, this is because a long list is very intimidating and because it's much easier to get coverage once you've gotten a placement or two. So you can always add more later and you can add the big stations later on too. Which is the next point. The smaller and the more niche the shows, the better you're gonna be. If you're going after The Tonight Show or Good Morning America and no one's ever heard of you, you're not gonna get booked, right? So instead, what you wanna focus on is local TV especially, niche TV after that, and then certain YouTube channels after that. And the reason is simple. You're far more likely to get booked on local TV and smaller shows as they get pitched less and they need more content. And also, you're not gonna get booked on major shows until you have actual examples of you, a tape of you being on smaller shows and doing a really good job. The media works in a very staircase manner. You gotta take the first couple of steps before you get to the top of the staircase. I highly recommend you begin with local TV. This is because local TV is always desperate for content, number one, desperate for good content, number two, and they will almost always cover anyone who has a local angle. That is the number one requirement to be on local TV, beyond having an interesting story to tell, is that you actually have a local component to the story. And so wherever you are, the fact that you live there makes you a perfect candidate to go on local TV. Once you've done local TV well, especially you've done two or three different channels, then getting on small to mid-sized cable shows or larger TV shows or even YouTube shows becomes plausible. The next step is to get to know each show and their audience. Once you make your list, make sure that you watch each show a few times to understand their voice and the interests of their audience. Like, so who's, you know, ask yourself, who's watching the show you're pitching? Why are they tuning in? What are they interested in buying or what are they interested in watching? What are their biggest problems? What kind of guests and segments do they repeatedly feature? Notice the themes that emerge in the guests they cover, and that's gonna help you tailor your pitch. Once you know this, you should be able to answer the most important question for TV pitching. What information do you have that the audience can use to change their lives? If you cannot answer this with obvious realistic answers, then you shouldn't try and pitch that show. Remember, no one at any of these shows cares about you or your book. They care about your story, your information, and how that's gonna be interesting to their audience and how that will drive viewership for their show. That means you need to give them something that will be appealing and will resonate with their audience. If you do that, you're gonna be good. The third step is research and find a producer to pitch. Do not pitch shows generally that does not work well. Call the TV station or email them and ask for the name of the show's producer or producers. The producer is the decision maker. That's the person you wanna pitch. Ask whether the producer prefers pitches by email or phone and then get their relevant contact information. Do not 
pitch the host or anyone else on the show. You probably won't get to them and then you're going to alienate the producers by trying to bypass them and pitch the host. The hierarchy it shows is very, very clear. So always pitch the appropriate person. Now some YouTube shows, the host is the producer, so then that's fine. But you're still pitching the host and the producer's capability, not the host capability. This is really important and a major mistake a lot of authors make. Avoid it. So the next phase is the pitch. The first step is crafting your pitch for producers. Once you've identified the appropriate shows you're gonna uh, pitch and the producers at each outlet, now you're gonna create a pitch. Now yes, you can have more than one pitch, of course, but you're only gonna be pitching one angle to one producer at a time. There's a few keys to crafting your pitch you need to keep in mind. Remember, you're not pitching your book, no one wants to cover your book or your business. Producers are interested in stories and information that's gonna be appealing to the viewing audience of their show. A compelling human interest angle is always potential news because producers want to put a human face on information. So anytime you can tell a story about a person related to anything in the news or any piece of information their audience cares about, you're going to do well. Ultimately, your pitch has to help their audience reach their goals. Right? Got it? Okay. So this usually means taking a specific piece of information or story angle from your book and packaging it in a way that can go on their show. Now, when you pitch, you should be able to clearly answer these four questions. What's the hook? Why now? What's the twist? What's the takeaway or value add? Let me give you some examples of authors who've used pitches to land TV. Melissa Gonzalez is a perfect example. She wrote a book about pop-up retail, which is totally uninteresting to the vast majority of people in America. Except in New York City, where the retail industry is, is based, Lots and lots of people care about retail. In fact, the majority or a huge portion of New Yorkers care about retail to the extent that there are actual local TV shows that have retail uh, segments on. So for Melissa, pitching the retail segments about a new trend in retail called pop-up was really, really easy. And having her book is what got her on because it made her the expert. So after she was booked on Good, I think it was Good Morning New York or Good Day New York, she was able to get on a couple of other retail segments on CNBC and Cheddar. And now she's on all kinds of TV as a retail expert, right? She kind of worked up the chain starting with the most local morning show possible and going up, up, up until now she's doing big TV. The same is true for financial advisor Mark Baird. Mark has only done local TV because Mark is a financial advisor. And really, he's a financial advisor that has a lot of the same things to say as several financial advisors. But the difference is, in his region of the country, there are very few financial advisors and almost none of them who do TV. So what he's done is gone around to almost every local TV show. He's been able to get on at all different times of the year, whether it's tax season or college season or any sort of season that has a financial tie and explain to the audience exactly what they should be using their money for, how to use it, how to pay less taxes, how to save for college, all those sorts of things. He's become the go-to expert in his region for all financial matters. So there's a couple advanced pitching techniques you should also be aware of. The first is the less you make them think the better. So the best method for crafting a pitch is what I call being your own producer. That means you come up with the questions the host can ask you, and that sets you up to deliver the most valuable information to the audience. This means actually coming up with a list of questions and then your predicted answers to show the producer. If you can deliver them a segment that's already done, essentially, they're going to be far more likely to take it. Furthermore, 
any visuals you can provide are gonna make the video way better. So this can be still shots, relevant props, anything like that at all. There's a reason why Jack Hanna has been on every late night show uh, hundreds of times over the last few years. Because every time he comes on, he brings a bunch of animals with him. Now I'm not saying you should bring animals, but visual props really help in TV. Also, watch their show, think of how they run segments and provide that ahead of time. The more you can produce your own segment, the more likely the producer is to book you. The next step is pitching the producers. The key lesson, there's a key lesson about pitching. Connect with the producers as people. Remember that they're just like you, they're trying to do a good job just like you are, so treat them like actual people and you're gonna do way better. There are two ways to pitch producers, either phone or email. Unlike writers, producers actually prefer phone pitches. Now the phone pitch rules are a little bit different than email rules. What you wanna do is introduce yourself quickly, explain your pitch, and use the same format. Here's the hook, here's why it's relevant now, here's the twist, and here's what, why I think your audience is gonna care, the, the value. So for example, if you're a financial professional pitching a local TV show, this would be an easy way to, to get a segment. Say something like, I know your audience is always looking for ways to save money, that's the hook, and tax season is coming up, that's the why now, with the new tax laws in place, that's the twist, I would be happy to come on and discuss my five top tips for families to save money this year on taxes. That's the value add. Would that be interesting to you? That pitch, I can almost guarantee you is gonna get you local TV. Unless, of course, they've already done this segment, someone beat you to it. So the producer is generally gonna indicate whether they're interested or not right away on the phone. If they do, that's great then they're gonna follow up with credential questions about your credentials. That's when you can mention your background and your book and those sorts of things. You can even bring your book with you or ask them if that's appropriate. Most of the time they're happy for you to have your book with you if it's part, if it's naturally part of the segment. If they're not interested, that's fine. Or they book someone else in a similar segment, you were late, it's no problem. Then you should also have related ideas to pitch them on the phone or just ask them if you can call them back at another time and pitch. Now, a good way for you to pitch them other ideas, even if you don't have them, is say something like, well, are there any other money problems that your audience would like more information on? I'm a financial planner and I'm happy to address those if you think they'd be interested. That's a really good way for you to get ideas out of them without seeming like you're asking, hey, tell me what you want me to say and I'll say it. Don't do that, that's really bad. Just, but, but producers usually have ideas. If you ask them the right way, they'll usually be happy to help you. Now, if you're gonna email them, there's also a set of rules for those. You wanna keep the email below 200 words. You wanna use the producer's name. You wanna customize your intro to show you know the producer in the show. Get to the point of the story angle, no more than two paragraphs describing it, and use the same format. What's the hook, why now, what's the twist, uh, what's the takeaway, the value add to the audience, right? Don't spend any time talking about yourself except the brief bio. They'll ask you for that info later if they want your segment. Uh, the email, the bulk of the, con don't send the bulk of the content, let them follow up with you. And the email subject should be short, 55 characters, and ideally should be a title that they could call the segment. And again, plain language, no buzzwords, no jargon. We've attached a template that shows you exactly how to do this. Phase three, following up. If you call the producer, there's no follow-up necessary unless you leave a message or they ask you to call them again. They should tell you on the phone whether they're in or not. If you send an email pitch, you can follow up. Just don't annoy them. Wait maybe a week or two weeks. 
send one follow-up email asking if they received the pitch and they need more information. You can follow up your email with a call as well, which can be very effective. Whichever you do, only follow up once or twice at the very most. But remember, you're way better off pitching something different after a follow-up than following up again. If they haven't uh, responded in the positive after two follow one follow-up or one pitch and one follow-up, chances are they just don't want the story. A really good way to follow up is hit them up on Twitter. Uh, that shows you're a real person and not a PR hack and also shows them you're sincere and polite and treat them well, which by the way, you should do, of course. Now, if a producer responds to your email, returns your call and you miss the call, respond as quickly as possible. Uh, producers need flexibility and responsiveness so they can meet their tight deadlines. I know it's annoying, but if you want coverage, you have to work around their timelines. If you make them wait, you will lose the story. If they haven't got time or space to cover you, that doesn't mean it's the end of the road. You can, if they respond and turn you down, you can pitch them other angles, right? Do it the same way, be short and succinct. The fourth phase is actually going on TV. Now, this is very important. The biggest fear for a TV producer is dead air. So the best thing you can do ahead of time is practice your segment. That means going through the list of questions that they're gonna ask and have your answers ready, ready to go. You may not know the questions they're gonna ask, but you can come up with some real obvious ones. And if you, if you did a good job and were your own producer, you should have submitted questions that recommended questions. They're usually gonna ask something close to that. So at, th th respond, practice responding to every version of the question you can think of, right? Also, I would recommend filming yourself like, like this, responding to questions, setting up a camera changes the dynamic. If you're used to speaking in front of a camera, then it's gonna make it way easier for you. I know personally, it took me a long time to get used to speaking to a camera. I fucking hate it, it's the worst. But if you're not used to it, it can you can freeze and you can screw up at the, at the beginning. Like I just did there. <laughs> what you also wanna do is focus on punchy sound bites. You'll typically have less than 30 seconds to say what you want. You need to get to the gist quickly. Don't try and explain everything. This is not a conversation. You need to snap off the quote and be done. Furthermore, review segments uh, on their show, that specific show of people who did well. Notice how they spoke. They were clear, direct. They probably used short sentences. They were easy to understand. They were memorable and they spoke in sound bites. Practice that type of speaking. It is not natural. It requires effort. Also, make sure to look your best. TV can be harsh. Wear colors that flatter you. No vertical stripes. No weird patterns if that looks unusual on TV. You want plain colors or, or solid uh, patterns, relatively plain colors that look good with your skin. Now, most places have professional makeup artists. Ask them if they do. If they don't, then I would recommend finding one. Even just a little bit of base can make all the difference in the world. Worst case scenario, wash your face before you go on TV so you don't have a greasy sheen on your head. Make sure to be easy and flexible to work with. If you experience, if your experience with the show is positive, then make it clear that you're an expert and you'd love to come back on. If you want a show to book you again, send a thank you gift to the producer, not the host. No one ever does this. And if you, re if you do it, they're gonna remember you and they're gonna bend over backwards to book you again and they're gonna love you. This goes back again to treating them like a human. It matters and it works. A good idea for a thank you gift is something really simple that everybody likes. Uh, everybody likes chocolate. Everybody likes wine, except I guess people in AA. 
Um, everybody likes uh, food baskets, really simple things, um, things that, that, that they can share in the break room, whatever. You don't have to go crazy. $50, that's more than enough. A nice thing of, uh, of chocolates, not flowers, because flowers are weird and romantic, something they can eat and enjoy. They're gonna remember you and they're gonna absolutely call you again. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this episode valuable, then definitely check out our free online workshops at scribebookschool.com. During the workshop, we'll teach you our exact step-by-step -step process for how to write, publish, and market your book. It's totally free, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your home. Again, you can sign up at scribebookschool.com. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.